it was then in kind of in that wavelength of life where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give myself permission to explore because I never was able to explore growing up. I was always taking care of people and grieving and then studying for school and exams. So I never had the opportunity to really explore what it looked like. And so that's when I started exploring emotional health and mental health and emotional intelligence particularly with leaders. And really that's where my confidence grew and my bravery grew in terms of literally making my dream come true as an author. And then that's how I birthed my first book, Emotional Grit. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. What I want to know, now that you are settled into this new year, are you ready to take a leap? And here's why I'm asking you. There comes a time, a certain intersection in life, where we must reevaluate and ask ourselves the following. What do I need to change? What do I need more support with? What is not working? How did I contribute to this? How can I be better? In your self-reflection, when you think about when you change something in your life, what had been the reason? Maybe it was because you were finally over the fact that it was not working anymore, whether that was your job, a relationship, your health, obligations, whatever it may be. Now, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in that place in my journey where I gut-checked my situation and realized it wasn't working for me anymore. It was time for me to get brave and embrace that fear because you and I both know fear is always a part of the journey. And I specifically know that fear shows up because what I'm moving towards means a lot to me. And then I take a deep breath and I take the leap into the next version of myself. Now, if what I'm sharing is resonating with you right now, to help you get started in this process, I'm excited to bring on Dr. Nita Bushin who shares exactly how we can step into that bravery and take that leap to restart, reignite, and elevate into your best life. I don't know about you, but I am all in right now because I can personally feel a shift inside of myself and I'm ready to explore what that next level in my life is. Now, before we dive into this beautiful conversation, I want to quickly sing this queen's praises. Dr. Nita Bushen is a former cosmetic dentist turned best-selling author, international educator, emotional health advocate, and serial entrepreneur. She is the host of The Brave Table, the founder of the Global Grit Institute, co-founder of the Dharma Coaching Institute, and three-time author of the best-selling books, Emotional Grit, Eight Steps to Master Your Emotions, Transform Your Thoughts, and Change the World, The Book of Coaching, and The Business Book of Coaching. Sparked by her own life experiences, overcoming multiple extreme adversities, including being orphaned at a very young age, surviving an abusive marriage, and overcoming extensive loss, her research in emotional grit has been endorsed and utilized by leaders, corporations, students, and organizations around the world. So help me welcome Dr. Nita on the show. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that one of the biggest nutrient deficiencies that I see in people, especially women, is a magnesium deficiency. This powerful mineral packs a massive punch because magnesium is involved in over 500 reactions inside of the body. 
Now, magnesium is your best friend if you want more energy, better sleep, a hummy metabolism, improved digestion, happy periods, and a happy mood. And luckily, you can quickly replenish your magnesium stores with my Essentially Holes Magnesium Restore Supplement made with my favorite form of magnesium, magnesium glycinate. Now use the promo code podcast and get 10% off your entire first order at drmarisa.com slash store. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A dot com slash store. I will have the link in the show notes for this episode. You're definitely going to want to try it today. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Dr. Nita. How are you doing today, girl? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me on. I am, I'm doing well. Thank you. Mm, And you look gorgeous. Look gorgeous. I love the hat. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. I'm channeling you. And, um, basically this is the meaning of this is serve love. It actually has uh, my motto on the back. So serving love to you and your audience today. I love that. Well, I know everyone is just like, mm, I am receiving that. Where you shine, gosh, girl, all the blaze that you shine, you shine so bright. But I think one of the areas that I, when I think about you, I, I just like the, the word that comes to me is not only like charisma and energy and joy, but is brave, is bravery. And I think every single one of us is looking to step into that, step into being brave to not only restart, reignite, but reemerge who we are meant to be. And this is still, I consider, the start of the new year, 2022. And I have a feeling a lot of women are looking to really reignite and step into themselves. And that's that's what we're going to, we're going to roadmap that out for them today, because this is literally your zone of genius. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So let's let's talk into because I know that there was probably a time where you didn't necessarily feel as brave or or there was a reigniting that you wanted to create for yourself. Can you talk a little bit about that transformation, kind of where you started and how you got here? <laughs> where I've been? Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Okay. The moment of time when I felt not as brave. So I, I think I'll probably start with that magical moment for me that sucked, but it also opened a magical portal to where we are today. And that was actually a decade ago, this past December would have been 10 years that I had left my tumultuous and crazy first marriage. And so there was that time where I was, and this was December 31st, you guys, New Year's Eve, a decade ago, that I was in, uh, I was living a lie. I had, you know, kind of like all of the material successes on the outside. I was married and I had married because my background is Filipino and Indian. So I married an Indian man, you know, making the family proud and happy. And I was, I became a dentist. So checking off all the boxes, (laughs) And, you know, living this, this so-called dream from the outside had the five-story home, if you include the rooftop, you know what I'm saying? But like all of the things, the first-class travel, just this ideal life that somebody would say, wow, she's, she's doing it from the outside. And on the inside, I was, I was so afraid. I was so scared. I was afraid that I would be judged because I let myself be in this dark relationship where I had lost myself. 
I had really no self-respect for myself because I was letting somebody treat me in that particular way. And of course it was violent and it was not a good situation. So on December 31st, there was that awakening for myself, literally looking in the mirror. It was the last time I was going to let him put his hands on me. And I said, okay, Nitha, what, what are you doing here? Like getting and you know, tears down my face. And I had remembered a conversation that I had with one of my girlfriends, not too long before that. And she was like, Nitha, you don't have to be in this. You can choose and make a different choice. And I was just so afraid. I was afraid of what society would think because in our culture, Filipino and Indian, like you don't get divorced. <laughs> and also my parents, I'd lost them at a young age. So I felt like I was living this, the ghost of my parents, right? I wanted to make them proud. I wanted to be the good girl that got the good grades and all of the things. But in that moment, I needed to choose to be brave and really stepping out of the thing that scared me the most, which was, oh my gosh, what will people do if they found out that I lied to them? Am I a fraud? Am I a fraud to my my whole team? And because I was a cosmetic dentist at the time, I had an office, I had a practice. It was... It was all of the things I was very successful again on the outside, but on the inside, I was crumbling. I didn't know who I was. I had lost myself in every single sense. So spiritual, emotional, mental, I was a wreck. And that moment looking in the mirror, December 31st was my first time that I was like, okay, I see the Nita that is, that needs, that needs to be loved. And the only person that's going to do it is, is me. Ooh. And so stepping out of that moment and literally shout out to my girlfriend who was with me and my brother who was with me, who I had confided in. Those were the only two people. And literally I was able to pack a few things, but I left my home on that day. The story gets a little bit crazy, but I'm going to fast forward because I ended up leaving. But not only that, I did get a restraining order and then going and appearing before the judge and just all of these things for the very first time for somebody who is or was or you know is currently in a situation that is just rocking their world for me it was like oh my gosh i had no idea that that how did how to even do this thing so appearing before the judge you know you had to list all of these instances and moment by moment it was like giving me permission. Like, it's okay. You can share. It's okay. Even if you're going to get judged, this is your truth. To really own your truth when you're afraid of speaking or afraid of letting somebody down. I was honestly afraid of letting my family, who was so against divorce, down. But until and unless I actually made the choice to let everybody in and fall apart in all of the ways, that was when my awakening started. That was my moment of bravery to see everybody and to show up in a way where I didn't have it all together. I wasn't this perfect dentist who had gotten all the grades and did all of the things and you know was trying to be the good girl. I was just this woman who, yeah, in, in the most vulnerable time of her life, allowing herself to be seen and to be cared for. And that was when the first time, literally, I broke down, broke down, got to my knees and was just like, okay, 
this is me, this is who I am. And, and yes, I, I, I need support. And my family came together. It was also a time of reckoning because for a whole decade before that, when I had lost my mom, my brother, and my father, two medical diseases, I don't think I really grieved all of those losses as you would. I was, I was a teenager at the time. And so going through a lot of losses between literally 16 and 19, they were so enormously difficult to just painful to bear. So I, I put everything into accolades, success, academia, and, and doing things for other people until I needed my own service and love back to myself. You know, and I bet it's such a defining time for you every year on the 31st of just remembering taking that first brave step. And then, and then kind of, I'm, a, I'm guessing that you really had an opportunity then to just analyze everything, you know, analyze all the decisions that you had made, probably automatically, probably because of the trauma and the shock of all of the, of the loss you had and just burying it in production, productivity. Oh, absolutely. And side benefits, girl, you know, I mean, from the, in the outside looking in, people were like, that looks good. You know, that, you know, there was probably some side benefits to that, at least, you know, side benefits that we tell ourselves at the time. And in that reckoning of like kind of figuring out who you are, one, a woman with worth, a woman who, who is deserving of love and an equal partnership and a woman who is deserving of a purpose that that she loves. When was that defining moment for you too when you decided that being a dentist was not was not the path? Not that you weren't successful at it, but it just wasn't the thing that fired you up. Yeah. So it wasn't you're right, it wasn't long after because after that initial brave small brave step it turned into multiple brave steps. And it was multiple brave steps of saying yes, saying yes to support, saying yes to, I need help. And actually articulating, I need help. Saying yes to meeting with people that were outside of medicine and outside of what my worldview was and, and saying yes to becoming an angel investor. And I had no idea what the startup world looked like at all, zero, zero. But I was like, you know what, in order to heal my heart, I have to say yes to new experiences and different experiences because I wanted to completely reinvent myself. And the only way I knew how was go to networking events. This was like early on, right? <laughs> and, and say yes to those coffee dates with people that looked up to me because perhaps they wanted to go into medicine or, or whatnot. I was very big on mentorship early on. And I even created what you would call your present day mastermind back in the day to just bring like-minded people together because I was so geeking out about how to have how to have your best well-being. That's what I became so focused on. So much so that I created a little community around it. And also I was really good at creating communities because I lost my family. Right. So that was like part of my DNA. And in that time, I realized two things. I realized, wow, I'm really good at connecting and I'm really good at really understanding where people are. And I think it's because I needed to see that in myself and I saw it so much in other people. And it led me into angel investing and the startup world and then mentoring and coaching startup founders. And that's how I moved from Chicago to the Bay Area 
I literally dove into a ton of different modalities of healing and growth from psychedelics to, you know, in plant medicine to all different kinds of therapies, because I was literally on that journey, like I said, of yes, saying yes to brave steps and things that weren't necessarily just talk therapy, because that's what I grew up knowing. And that's all it was, was, okay, you're going to see a therapist your whole life because that's all, that's all there is. That's all my, my family around me knew about, right? We, we didn't know about growth or personal development or any other modalities of healing, like bodywork, somatics, et cetera. And so that's what I immersed myself in basically years of saying yes and years of being brave and, and just trusting, but also saying yes to working with different coaches and healers, which then inspired me into then becoming a coach. And literally I decided to, it was after a plant medicine ceremony and after my first time saying yes to Burning Man, <laughs> literally it was, you know what? I can probably do this and, and, and be this like serial entrepreneur, which I still am today. But this life as me as a dentist is, is not going to come with me. And so I needed to literally grieve the death of that, the loss of that, but also embrace what was to come. And I'll be honest, because Marita, it, it's scary, right? We go to school for a really long time and we're validated for all of the things. And I'm like, that's what I knew. And I was so afraid I was going to let my colleagues down. I had a team of 15. I had doctors and surgeons that worked under me. I mean, it was a big practice. And all I knew was my soul is wanting more out of this world. And I don't know what that looked like. So when I said yes to leaving, selling my practice. I sold it to another junior dentist that I'd hired. So it was a very, I mean, the universe really had my back. He was like, all right, girl, you want to go? Here you go. Like he made it so easy in the seamless, you know, transition. But again, I was scared because I'm like, here I am. Okay. I've always wanted to write a book, but I, I don't know how I, I I've always been a researcher because I was a psych major in, in, in college. And then you know, you're just like in that science world. So that's what I really took with me along with, of course, business skills. But it was then in kind of in that wavelength of life where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to give myself permission to explore because I never was able to explore growing up. I was always taking care of people and grieving and then studying for school and exam. So I never had the opportunity to really explore what it looked like. And so that's when I started exploring emotional health and mental health and emotional intelligence, particularly with leaders. And really that's where my confidence grew and my bravery grew in terms of literally making my dream come true as an author. And then that's how I birthed my first book, Emotional Grit. Mm. And I know you just finished writing your third one about a week ago or two weeks ago. I sure did. It's my, yeah, my fourth one, but it's my second one solo. And I'm so excited about this one because it's really about human moments. And it's really about what it means to embrace the things that happen in our lives, the, the joyous, the chaotic, the messy, but all of the magic that's in between those moments. So that will be coming out shortly. I love it. And I'm thinking, you know, as I'm listening to your story and I know so many, and all of us listening to the story, there's a lot 
of bravery there, leaving a marriage, leaving a what one would consider an extremely successful career, and then jumping into the abyss of what other people definitely don't have the the bravery to jump into, right? Angel investing and coaching entrepreneurs, moving into the Bay Area and to Silicon Valley and like into the in, into the eye of the storm of where a lot of that is going down. And then, then finding that voice of like, let me help people become their best self. So as, as women are thinking about like, gosh, I know that there's more for me. I know that I, there's a leap that I need to be taking you know, for women who are looking to restart or reignite, what what do you recommend? How do you recommend getting started? How do we do that internal search or kind of look and see what it is we're looking to to curate moving forward? So I think it really, and it's it's one of the things that I'm just so proud of to date because for the last eight years, what I know for sure is when I was looking to, and, and honestly, the, the reinvention still happens, right? I just had my second baby not too yes, long ago. We're going to talk about motherhood in just a second, girl. Because yes, you are a mama of two now. And here I am, I'm a mama of one, you know what I'm saying? And, and it just, you are still making it, I mean, all of it, making it work on your terms. You know, and you make it work on your terms. And I think so... What I started doing, and this was eight years ago, after I was fully immersing myself in all things growth and all, you know, all of the 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 conferences and the books and the therapies and the workshops and everything, what I literally consolidated was a practice that was really special for myself that I decided to do no matter who was in my life, but really it was for me <laughs> at the time. And it grew into something that I now call the Elevated Intention Planner. And what it is, is basically when you are ready to reignite, and let's say you're restarting your year and you want to just set the tone on what you are calling in, whether it's desires, call it manifestation, but really goal getting, but without burning out. I've literally created an entire basically a whole planner for you, a planner <laughs> for you. Let's just re, re, reframe the, the goal setting without burning the out. Burnout. Without the burnout, the goal setting without the burnout, intention planning calendar for you. It's through six different categories that most of us will take advantage of. And really, actually, most of us will not even fully dive into and they don't really know but this is this is where it's at and and definitely you can get it for free at globalgrit.co backslash EYL. But it has been year after year one of the things that not only I do in the start of the year, but the middle, so midpoint check-in and at the end of the year. And we go into different practices like your anchor words, as well as behavioral shifts that you want to call in, because a lot of times the habits that we have, and especially if you're a mom in this day and age where the kids are out of school, things are shut down, et cetera, et cetera, all of the, the burnout that's mentally happening across the board, you need your own personal rituals to light you up. And that is what this planner is. It is goal getting, but with that intentionality that you're serving yourself first, nobody else. And so that's why I'm so glad that I can gift it to you all. Yes. Well, I hear I just a little bit of a little mini story 
I was on your, cause I follow you on Instagram girl. And I just love, love all the content that you put out. But I had noticed that you were talking about this and I was, I was gravitating so hard. I was like, I've got, I get this. And you know, it was, I think it was just a couple of days ago and I knew we were going to have this conversation and I was hoping this was going to come up as well. But what's really interesting, you know, my, one of my words this year is surrender. And I really feel like the universe has, has wanted me to really feel that this first three weeks of the year in particular, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what surrender is. Um, and so um, but because we had been so sick and it had been just been a wild, wild toads, Mr. Ride since, since we moved in December, I normally sit down and not only do I goal set, but I map out, like I do a mind map of everything I'm going to do this year. And this for the first time in over a decade, it didn't, it, I have not done any of it. And so this, again, this surrender of reconciling of like, gosh, why, there has got to be a reason why this hasn't, this hasn't happened for you. And then I saw your planner and girl, I'm obsessed with these kind of planners. I am obsessed with goal setting. I'm obsessed. And, and it's just like, it felt like it was the universe saying, I didn't want you doing the ones you do all the time. I wanted you to do something new. I wanted you to do something that literally was connected to the anchor of surrender this year that wasn't going to drive you into burnout, that wasn't going to be, although you probably were going to accomplish them, wasn't going to be, it's gonna, but it was going to be at a cost. <laughs> With ease, less stress, yes. less overwhelm. So I saw this, I saw your planner and I've been, it's been on my, it's, I was, my goal was to download it by by tomorrow. And so I just wanted to just speak into how freaking excited I am to use it this hopefully this weekend or next week. It's my intention oh my to so I just wanted to share that story with you cuz yes. um, it just felt like it was just it was literally meant to be. It was serendipitous. I was like, "Oh my god, she's created the thing that I think I've been always wanting from a lot of these, these beautiful goal setting experiences, but just hadn't, it hadn't been, I hadn't been created that I knew of. So I just want to say thank you. There we go. Oh, thank you. That means so much. Honestly, it's been, that has been a labor of love for literally the last eight years. And I was, I've been able to get my goals every year, 100% of them. Some, some, some years it took longer, you know, like, like the two babies, <laughs> but they all, they all manifested and, and there are reasons, uh, for how to create that, which is, how I, I take you all into a step-by-step, -step. but you're not the only one that's given me that message, actually. Like there's so many like professionals and, and other folks and entrepreneurs who are like, wait, can I, can I, can I get that too? Like I, I need it as well. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. So we're, we're doing something good. <laughs> well, and I think you really speak into what is, what is the most, most important here, at least for a lot of my audience and definitely for me is that so often we have these big goals and we, and oftentimes we're, we're gritting through it with, with a cost pushing through, like come hell or high water, I'm going to figure out a way to push through it. And, um, and hence why I do the work that I do. We, we, we destroy our bodies and our hormones in, in, in all of that just gets so messy. And so I had been looking for something personally that like, f that was goal setting that felt really good and that lended to that flexibility and lended to the surrender of things and just allowing. And so, um, I just, it was, mm, 
I was so stoked. So I can imagine there are a lot of people who who are just really feeling that that is what they need right now. And honestly, it's really how we need to be operating. So I'm super stoked. I'm so glad. So we'll have the link in the show notes. I hope I hope you guys are as excited as I am about getting this. Um, even if you had sat down with your goals this year, I highly recommend sitting down with this gorgeous planner and just, and it could potentially give you just a different level of insight and a way of, of operating that really feels, this is what my intention is about this guide. I'm like, oh, I'm good. selling it, girl. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> no, no, I love it. <laughs> I already envision what it is, you know? <laughs> it's everything that you're saying and more. Okay, good. Definitely, definitely. Well, and also we 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 do talk about the words as well. And I think that, you know, for you calling in surrender, I think that's that's so beautiful. And it in you know, it's it's one of those things that now we not only share with our online communities, but we also share it with our team members and our other teams of coaches because we have uh, between my husband and I, we have several companies. And this is the goal setting that we create. But it's not just that. It's basically a ritual that you can actually plan on doing as a midpoint check-in throughout the year, or even when you're going through a different season of life, let's say motherhood or transitioning, something new is happening, maybe a move. It's it's such a, a way to reground and re-establish yourself without the burnout. And it's really that connection back to yourself. I love it. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the guide in relation to motherhood. As you had said that you had you had motherhood goals on the table and just expanding out based on whatever was coming up. That took a little bit longer. Would you, would you be open to sharing Absolutely. a little bit about that? Yeah. So one of the categories, there's six categories and one of the categories is relationships. And I've now split them because relationships, you have relationships with your kids and your immediate family, right? And then you also have those relationships with like your friends or girlfriends or, you know, just maybe your neighbors, people who aren't as close, but maybe they're they're your buddies. And so I think for for me in that lens of relationship with children that I didn't have at the time when I was starting to, you know, call these goals in, I needed to ask questions like who I needed to be as a mother. And that was the very first question. So who do you need to be if you are calling in motherhood? What projects do you need to let go of? And, and these are all questions that are that are in the planner. But what 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 do you need to let go of in order to allow space for you to enter into motherhood? What relationships, friendships, maybe relationships with your parents that you need to heal or repair or forgive? So it it gets a little deep before you embark on this journey. And that's just one piece of it because like you said, it's it's all about the way we feel. So I can definitely put my left brain on this and say, tactically, here's what you do. But really, what do we want to embody? Who do we want to be as a mom? Meaning, how do we want to feel as a mother? Do I want to feel ragged, tired, and burnt out? Or do I want to feel like I'm thriving, I'm grateful, and I'm radiating with joy? as a mother. So really planting the seeds in all of those aspects. And, and so that's basically one component of it. And then of course you have the, the other component of it, which is 
all right, well, how many, how many children do you want? How many years apart do you want them to be? Right. So you get to kind of envision all of this out and really map it out. It's kind of like your blueprint. And that's why I call it elevate because it's really elevating your thinking as well as your being in your becoming of your next chapter. I just feel like it's so sacred as a sacred practice for women stepping into the portal of motherhood, because there's so many things that we think, okay, I want a baby so bad. Okay, great. I'm going to, I'm going to get into that one category. I said, you know, six categories of your life. So the first one is your health and your overall well-being, right? So your health, okay. Your fitness goals, where are you at? So these are all the questions that Dr. Meritza, you can answer. But then when we get into the personal relationship, which is another category that we go into your personal relationship, which is also your spiritual connection, your, your connection back to yourself. Well, where am I still doing things for other people? Where am I still self-sabotaging? And we get a little bit deeper there, right? Where am I still holding myself back? Where am I saying yes to everything and not having any boundaries? And so this is where that planner comes in to really check you, check you at the door and check in with what, okay, so you want to step into motherhood, but what are some of the shifts that you need to make? So then we get into, I said, words that we want to call in. So we, we kind of talked about that, but then also the, the shifts or the, the habits that you want to call in as well. So habits like, okay, are we going to still be drinking a glass of wine every single night? Nothing wrong with that. I, I'm, I'm doing it right now because mom up too. Hello. But there might be seasons where you probably might want to cycle out of that, right? So what habits like perhaps going to bed a half hour early or not touching your phone for the first hour and the last hour, the first hour before you go to uh, go to sleep and, and when you wake up in the morning. So what are some of those tiny behavioral shifts that can anchor you into this next becoming or this next chapter of, of your life that you're calling in? Mm, I love this example. And I'm so grateful that you kind of walked us through a lot of things that people just don't even consider. And so then this can, this is applicable in, in whatever, stepping into motherhood, stepping into a new endeavor, stepping into a passion, into a, maybe it's a book, maybe it's writing a book. And so what does that embody? And yeah, just getting into those deep, deep questions. I, I think this is how we really discover who we are wanting to step into, who we need to be to step into that that new role. So I love that. I can't, girl, I can't now. I really can't wait. After <laughs> after, I'm like, what do I have next after this? I'm gonna go download this this guide like right now. Um, I love it. We'll do it together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So tell me tell me about emotional grit. Tell me about your first book. I want to know a little bit more about because I know you've done so much research on this and you've helped so many amazing leaders and and people around the world really hone in their their emotional resilience and their emotional intelligence. Yeah, and I use so emotional grit was really birthed out of my whole kind of reckoning with everything that I had gone through, right? All of my losses, the emotional trauma of seeing both my parents die to cancer and then having my brother just all of a sudden one day he passed away of a, an asthma attack. So having such a really big, overwhelming losses, I was, for me, it was like connecting the dots on my hero's journey of 
how I was seeing leadership at the time because I was a cosmetic dentist, but I was so fascinated on the ways in how people made decisions. And literally that was my fascination and how we could just have a little bit more empathy in the decisions that we were making as leaders and really taking charge of of that, but coming from a place of connection and compassion than a place of decisiveness. And so that was kind of the impetus of my research, which then turned into this whole journey into emotional grit. And I created, I use grit as an acronym to grow, reveal, innovate, and transform. So when somebody is really open to growing or something happens in their life, they're, you know, they're aware. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So we can use the example of, I want to have a baby. Okay, great. So then you may start taking into account how, maybe how old you are or how old your parents were when they had you. So all of these things starting to, you know, to pop up into your, to your awareness, maybe you're not taking care of yourself. So that's the growth factor, right? So you're, you're in this area of self-exploration and discovery. And then we get into the reveal stage and the reveal stage is all about accepting what is. So some may accept, okay, well, my parents had a few miscarriages or my mom struggled with infertility, or I have aunts who had, you know, ex cancer or, you know, just accepting where you are, or maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old and I don't know if, if babies are in the cards for me. So really accepting what is from a place of, again, love and compassion and what now is it going to reveal about you because you've come to a place of love and acceptance of where you are at, right? And then we get into I, which is the innovate stage or the commitment stage. What do you need to do in order to shift or change, right? Innovate. And so that could be, well, maybe I'm not taking good care of myself, my body. I need to go and find somebody that balances my hormones. So Dr. Maritza, I need to schedule, you know, a session with her. I need to do my whole checkup and, and really make a commitment to myself so that I can make the necessary steps happen. And this can be applied all across the board or just using that as an example. But finally we get into transform, right? T is for transform. And that is what are the action steps I'm going to take? And so that's really what emotional grit is in a nutshell, in terms of how we can apply grit into our own lives. And how do we build a little bit more emotional intelligence or what I call emotional grit, uh, when, when life happenings, uh, start to come up. It's so powerful. I mean, we we can use this in every facet of our life. So I'm glad we're still sticking with the same example though. So we can, you're walking us through kind of what that looks like for a, a big decision, like stepping into motherhood or what does that look like? How do we transform to get ready to that place? I love this. I love this so much. I think all of us can, can lend to having more emo- emotional grit, having more emotional resilience. And I, I love the acronym so much. I'm glad it worked. Oh, I know me too. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit into resiliency, right? Because that's what we're talking for is that transformation, having that emotional intelligence in case, you know, life happens the way it happens, you know, in some ways it doesn't always work out. You know, we're, we're talking about motherhood in, in general, just really quickly. I, um, it's so funny as, as I, as I moved through like what I prepared to become a mom and then we got pregnant in November of 2019 and then lost that baby in January 
but just like there was like, I had a lot of amazing healers around me. And I don't know, like there was a, such a surrender at that time of like something, something, something better still is coming. Like that was like, there's, there's something coming down the way I knew that was meant to be. And then I ended up getting pregnant in March of 2020 and then had, had Kingston who I can hear literally right now. Aww, hi Kingston. <laughs> And so there was that bounce factor, right? That resilience. And my husband, it, I mean, and everyone takes on grief so differently. I, I, I don't know. I just knew that there was a reason for it. There was there, there was. I was preparing for something even more, preparing for this other little being to come into play. But I knew that I had this emotional resilience, this resiliency to kind of bounce back. And you call it the bounce factor. Talk to me a little bit about the bounce factor, and because it's one thing to have an intention, have a goal have a map of, of how you think it's going to look. And then, but we know that, that things shift. We know that, you know, it's either going that way or something even better still, right? Right. For the best and good for all of us. You bring up such a good point because, and I'm so sorry that happened, you know, for anyone that is going through miscarriages, I know it could be a very isolating time. So I'm so glad that Maritza, you know, you're talking about it, but in terms of the bounce factor, it's super sexy. It's something that we explore in my my upcoming book. But I like to give reference and context around the bounce factor because that is what comprises your resiliency. And I call it your audacious resilience because when things happen, like a loss like that, an unexpected outcome that you didn't plan for, maybe a failed test, or you didn't get into you know the college that you wanted, or you worked so hard and you try to take the MCAT once, twice, three times, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Or now you're like trying to figure out what is happening to your body and you're, you've done all of the diets and you're getting so frustrated, you can't still lose that weight, right? So whatever it is, there is that ability to bounce and bounce back even faster than before. But we have to take into account four different things. And the first thing is your upbringing, your upbringing. So we cannot change your upbringing. So what were you exposed to? Did you have helicopter parents? Did you have parents that didn't really care about you? Did you have a lot of trauma or violence in your household where you would probably have a higher bounce factor versus somebody that had helicopter parents and weren't, wasn't allowed to do anything. And, <laughs> and, and we're seeing this right now because I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like hovering over my kids because I want to protect them and I'm their source of safety. But then also I remember like how I grew up and I'm like, oh, it comprises your bounce factor, your ability to be resilient. Right? So that's number one. Number two is your current environment. How often are you stepping into situations that are going to test you? Yeah, that I was going to say. <laughs> that are like out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. that, that are that risky, like, that, are, that require bravery. That require bravery and require you to step, step out fully, whether it's having a difficult conversation or speaking how you really feel, perhaps it's online or wherever and not being afraid of getting shut down. So how are you testing yourself in those ways, your current environment? How are you exposing yourself to what I would call positive stressors? Because most of the time, and we see this with kids 
all the time, right? If we try to fix everything for them, if we're going to try to pick them up every time they're going to try to, you know, stand up by themselves, how are they going to learn how to walk by themselves, right? We're not always going to be there. It's the same thing. And the third is your own awareness. Are we keeping a blind eye to some of the things that distract us, some of the things that causes fear? Are we just looking the other way when we should be actually looking directly and saying, this is what scares me. I am so afraid of telling him or her the truth. I'm so afraid of letting them down, right? Being aware of what is, and that self-awareness is huge. And then finally, the last piece of this, of your bounce factor is your emotional capacity. So your ability to handle when you don't get your way, when things don't go as planned, when you fail that test, when you get dumped unexpectedly, when you lose your job, when your kids are brought home from school, <laughs> when you're put your kids are brought home from school, not just once, but <laughs> yeah, 10 times, times in right a row, <laughs> do you lose your shit right away? Are you able to self-regulate? It's all about your self-regulation and your ability to have the depths and go into the depths of your emotional capacity. So that those four things comprise your bounce factor. Hmm. I love it. I'm so excited for this new book in particular. And I know it's not even, it's not out anywhere no, it's not. near. It's no, not going to be like, out for a while. So we'll, we'll come back. We'll do another we'll come one. Back, when, we'll when do another almost. one and we'll go deeper. <laughs> what I'm really excited for everyone to go and check out is definitely emotional grit. I think every single one of us can benefit from just your, your incredible wisdom there. And girl, the guide, the guide is what is up. It's, and it's such a great time right now. I, anytime is a great time for this beautiful masterpiece that you are gifting with. And so I'm going to have the link in the show notes. Anything else? you want us to know before we go? This has been so Uh, powerful. Oh, wow. You know, we, we all have the capacity to be brave. And, And one question that I have for you all is what does it mean to be brave to you? And that's a question that I ask on our new show. It's called the brave table. So hopefully you can come by and, and, and have a seat at our brave table and, and continue the work of being brave. Congratulations on the getting ready to launch your podcast. Um, (laughs) It is a brave feat to do so. And I want to just honor you there because, yeah, I'm so excited. Like we need more of your gift in the world. And so I'm so glad that you are bringing it to the podcast world, my love. And so, and I'm really excited for the opportunity to get to be on it. So yes, I know I get to learn from you and all of the podcasting ways. It's a whole, it's a whole world. I got, I got, I got you. We should, (laughs) we should plan a call for that. (laughs) Seriously. You're amazing. Thank you so much for all of this. Thank you. See you soon, honey. Bye. So are you feeling called to take the leap? And are you downloading her free elevated intentional setting planner? Because I already did and I love it. The idea of creating goals without burnout, that is literally speaking my language. Now, I love the clarity that a planner brings to me and I can't wait for you to experience it as well. Now, the intention of Dr. Nidra's planner is to get super clear on your goals, map them out, and most importantly, reach them with ease and grace, right? And that's what this show is all about, is like, how do we get to do what we want to do with ease and grace? One of the things that I've learned recently, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of human design, 
but we had Kingston's human design done and we also got a little abbreviated version of our human design. And one of the things that I learned is that I am not someone, well, I am. I have been like lovingly and sweetly called a machine because I can do so many things at once. But what I learned in my human design is that I wasn't ever intended to do so, which makes a lot of sense based on how I've burned out so much over my lifetime is that I run, 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 and then completely fall apart. And so I, my body, my, my system was never designed for that. Honestly, I don't think any of us were really designed for that, right? That there's a way in which that we can create what we want, create the success that we want, you know, the beautiful life that we want without burning ourselves out. And for me, I've had to really learn that lesson many times over. And I think that right now, one of that, that lessons coming back into play as this reinvention is happening right now is how do I get to continue to do the big work in the world that I want to do, but just kind of like, maybe not at the rate at which I've been doing it because I need rest. We all need rest, but I've, I've noticed that I, I just feel so different now that I've been more intentional about rest. And so this is what I love so much about this planner is it really digs into who you are, the why behind it, who do you need to be to step into that next level and just really get introspective about, about what your desires are, what, how you want to feel on the other side of that, and then how can you curate goals that will get you the results that you're looking for. I think to be able to curate something like this, like Dr. Nita has done so beautifully, one, it, it, it requires a, le- a certain level of genius and creativity, but also like someone who's just really tapped into how women work. So I'm super excited for you to grab that. Also, even the more excited because I feel like Dr. Nita is such a great gift to the world. She's got a new podcast out. It's called The Brave Table and you can go check it out at thebravetable.com. It launched on Valentine's Day. So it is officially out. So, so excited for her. And I'm really stoked to be a part of that um, when I get to do my interview with, or I get to be on her show getting interviewed. So I hope that your walk away from today is that there's always defining moments in our life where we have to step up and do the, the thing that's brave. Never the thing that's easy, right? It's always, it's always that brave thing. We got to face the fear. We got to walk with fear. But we also, you know, in that reinvention, there's gentle ways to do that with ease and grace. And I think that's what Nita is definitely tapped into here with this beautiful, beautiful planner. So I hope you go grab it. It'll be in the show notes and go check out her podcast as well. And as always, thank you so much for listening into the Essentially You podcast. The show is about providing tools, tools like this planner to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. Now, if there's someone that needs to hear this today, gosh, don't we all need to hear this today? Take a moment, screenshot this, send it on over to your bestie, send it on over to your mama or your aunt, somebody who really is in need of that, just inspiration on that shift. And then if you do share it on social, hashtag hormone literacy and hormone CEO. Until the next time, have an amazing day. See you soon.